Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? Day 129. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So, man, we've been in the book of Proverbs and Proverbs has been so dope. It's um, one of my favorite books. I know I say that all the time. But Proverbs is really one of my favorite books. All right. So one of the things I want to say is, you know, we've talked a ton about how Proverbs is about um, how to live a wise life. Right. Uh, wisdom for the people of God. Right. How to live wisely in the world. And we say we need to walk closely with God. The fear of the Lord. Right. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That is the foundation. Right. That is the substructure of all wisdom. That is the paradigm through which we should view uh, wisdom in this world. And one of the things um, that the Proverbs does that is really uh, interesting is that it gives us these small sayings or aphorisms that we need to take in um, and, and tell us about uh, living wisely. Um, and I like to think about the Proverbs more like hard candy than cheap bubblegum. Right. So I remember growing up, I used to love bubblegum. Right. I would, I would get all the, the little flavors and um, bubblelicious, you know, bubble yum, all this kind of stuff. And it, it was only when I got older that I realized that the bubble gum was really cheap. And the reason I say that was because, um, you know, you start chewing it and within 15 seconds, <laughs> the flavor is gone and you need another one. You need another one. You need another one. And now you got diabetes at five years old. Right. Like it's, it's, it's all of these things. And I'm being uh, slightly facetious here, but seriously, um, the flavor, right, would dissipate very quickly. And I like to think of the Proverbs and the metaphor is not perfect, like more like hard candy. Right. So with hard candy, I used to love the Jolly Ranchers uh, growing up as well. And one of the things you realize about the Jolly Ranchers is that um, you 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 put it in your mouth and it's hard. So you can't bite it off rip. So you but you have to uh, kind of sit with it. You have to uh, take in uh, the flavor and everything it has to offer. And as you sit with it long enough, um, you get all that the candy has to offer. And I think the Proverbs are really like that. Right. These aren't texts that we just kind of gloss over and keep it moving. These are things that we have to meditate on, that we have to uh, sit with, that we have to uh, let our palate take in to get all that they want to give us, right? And so Proverbs 9, we come today back to Proverbs 9, and we see that, um, you know, the first 12 verses of Proverbs 9 are speaking of wisdom and once again, how she calls out, right? And the last six contrast wisdom with the way of the wicked so here you have like we said before the final extended discourse before you get into this assortment of different proverbs in in 10 and following chapter 10 and following and what's interesting uh, about this one uh, i love verse 7 it says um the one who corrects a mocker will bring abuse on himself the one who rebukes the wicked will get hurt don't rebuke a mocker or he will hate you rebuke the wise haha and he will love you instruct the wise and he will be wiser still teach the righteous and he will learn more. So it's teaching us about wisdom. And one of the things it's saying is this, that there is a paradox to wisdom. The paradox of wisdom, biblical wisdom, is that the wise person is the one who is open to counsel and correction, not the person who is seduced by the illusion of not needing it. Right. It's the one who's open to counsel and correction, not the one who is seduced by the illusion of not needing it. Right. And we will see this theme, man, all throughout the Proverbs. Right. Of heeding correction, being able to take rebuke, being able to be disciplined. Right. And told that you were wrong about something. That is actually something that makes you wiser. We should be people as the people of God who are um, acquainted with um 
uh, being fed feedback, right? Like correction is like antiseptic, right? It usually burns, right? It usually stings a little bit, right? It usually uh, humbles us. It usually uh, uh, is, 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 a, is a, a knife into the middle of our pride. But the burn, like antiseptic, isn't to torture you, but it's actually to treat you. It's actually to make you better. And so we need to see correction like that as on one accord with wisdom. Now, you, you see um, verse 10, verse 10 of chapter 9. Remember, I said that there's an inclusio, right? So 1-7 of Proverbs and then 9-10 form this kind of bracket, these bookends to show us, right, um, how to mark off this section. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, as we said before, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Shifting gears. Verse 17, stolen water is sweet. I love this. And bread eaten secretly is tasty. Mm. But he doesn't know that the departed spirits are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Um, these are some of my favorite verses in Proverbs. And I say that because it's so like true. So one of the things you, you realize about Proverbs is that they are snapshots. Hear this of reality, right? They are snapshots of reality. Now, I, I, that metaphor, think about that metaphor, snapshot of reality. What that means is this. When you take a picture of something, say you had a Polaroid, right? Remember the old school Polaroids? I think they they starting to bring them back out. And um, you have a Polaroid. So you take the picture and then you, you pull the picture out and you wave it and you see the picture. That picture is a snapshot of reality, right? But it would be foolish for me to think <laughs> that that was the sum total of reality, right? So Think about the Proverbs like that as well. Now, what he says here is stolen water is sweet and bread eaten secretly is tasty. This is so good because, you know, sin, all sin in some sense and in some context feel good, right? They feel good. And, and, and some would even say it feels right, right? It feels right in the moment. But this the the wisdom here in, um, um, in the Proverbs is saying that everything that tastes good, fam, ain't good for you, right? It leads to the grave, right? And he says that at the end of those Proverbs. So I love that um, verse. Proverbs 10, we get to uh, now the uh, assortment of Proverbs. Um, and many would call this the Proverbs proper. But this is the part, um, you know, where you have, you know, kind of individual sayings that kind of can stand alone and can be divorced from context. But um, it's sometimes... On the flip side, they can be uh, kind of clustered together. So, for example, verses one through five of this section, um, they're kind of clustered together with a theme that runs throughout of the first five verses of chapter 10. And um, the the idea here for these first five is that um, righteous labor is encouraged. Right. One can squander possessions by doing things that are illegal. Right. Or by remaining idle or lazy. So it says that idle hands make one poor, but diligent hands bring riches. That's verse four. Um you know, verse two, ill-gotten gains do not profit anyone, but righteousness rescues from death. And then from there to the end of the chapter, you know, the the um, the uh, author of Proverbs will primarily contrast both the righteous and the wicked. Right. And once again, Proverbs are just small aphorisms or wisdom sayings. And verse nine, he says, um, you know, the one who lives with integrity lives securely, but whoever perverts his ways will be found found out. So you so you see here that wisdom is not just um, amoral, right? Like so he brings in the religious, the moral, spiritual element to being wise as well. And this one is so real because it's like, fam, the one who lives with integrity lives securely. He's saying that if you don't live with integrity, you are always hear this looking over your shoulder, right? You are literally literally living to not get caught and you and i know what this is like right like living 
when you do when you sneaking and doing something <laughs> like you always looking over your shoulder you paranoid you always think somebody on to you right um and the sneaky life is the exact opposite of a secure one right it's it's so crazy um that the second half of the, of the proverb is like bro um it's only a matter of time right but until someone uh will be on to you and you know i i think it's a true um statement i think i said it on this podcast that uh a pastor says that uh, integrity is is some of the best sleep medicine, right? Like you can sleep at night when you know you've been living securely and integrally uh, in the world. So this proverb is just so true to uh, human experience. Verses 19 through, 19 through 20, same chapter, it talks about um, words and their effect, right? Um, and I love uh, what it says. It says, um, without many words, sin is unavoidable, but the one who controls his lips is prudent. Don't be surprised if the wisest person in the room is the most silent person in the room, right? And that's not always the case, but it oftentimes can be, right? Folks that talk too much can be some of the most foolish, right? Our own words often say more than we realize, right? Um, and I think Christ says this kind of stuff too when he um, in the Gospels will say stuff like, you know, out of the mouth reveals the abundance of the heart. We often don't realize what our words are testifying about us. Um, and I love 21. He's like, um, you know, the lips of the righteous feet many, but fools die for lack of sense. The righteous and wise speak in such a way that it doesn't just benefit themselves, but the wicked in such a way where it ultimately hurts oneself. Proverbs 11 dishonest scales are detestable to the lord but an accurate weight is his delight now this proverb uh, many have said uh, coincides with deuteronomy uh, 25 13 through 16 in the law the torah the first five books of the bible remember the hub and the wheel illustration you know me i love deuteronomy deuteronomy if if the, if the old testament is like a hub deuteronomy is the wheel right and you even see the um kind of themes uh, from deuteronomy all over the proverbs and that's a whole nother podcast but um the idea here though is that um, dishonest scales, right, and weights have to do, they have to do with the deception, right, by altering the standard of either the scale or the weight used to measure the quantity of an item being bought or sold. So here, what what, what he's saying is, is that wisdom, in, even in ancient Israel, right, was uh, intersecting with the, the, the economic life, with the marketplace, right? So he's saying like, hey fam, like it is actually deceitful to alter the scale or to alter the weight in order that, you know, um, a person like might, tr might try to gain wealth and keep the other person in poverty or going without. And so he's even saying here in, in, in the, in the idea of deceiving other people, there's an element of, of, of righteousness and wisdom once again, that are on the same line. Verse 22, a beautiful woman, who rejects a good sense it's like a gold ring in a pig's snout right kind of shifting gears here he says that um beauty is useless unless it is paired with understanding right the imagery is good because in the ancient Near East, pigs right were unclean animals right we think about uh places like leviticus uh and deuteronomy that talk about this as well um and these pairs were on the opposite ends of the spectrum so you talk about the gold ring right and then an unclean pig right no amount in other words no amount of outward adornment Right. That is only surface level can make up for the discretion that wisdom offers. And it goes both ways. So he says a beautiful woman, but it goes both ways. Right. He's talking about people. Right. A beautiful person who is foolish. Right. Is like go uh, a goat ring and a pig snout. Right. It is often becomes meaningless. Right. If you don't have the wisdom and understanding uh, that helps you to live a wise life and a life of, of um, a flourishing towards God and towards neighbor. 
Proverbs 12, better to be disregarded, disregarded, yet have a servant than to act important, but have no food. Solomon, in other words, is saying status has never sustained no one, right? To live comfortably or to live well, even I should say, without prominence is better, hear this, than to be flexing on Instagram like you a baller when you're really not, fam. Like it's better to be able to take care of your finances, take care of your family, take care of people in your life and yourself um, with money, with savings and all that kind of good stuff than to be in a music video with a ton of flashy gear <laughs> that you had to borrow from somebody else like you really had it. Um, the more things change, the more they say the same. Uh, Cats was on the same wave back then, <laughs> even before Instagram. Verse 11, the one who works his hand or works his land will have plenty of food, but whoever chases fantasies lack sense. What well, the Proverbs is saying, again, it, it, it wisdom has this um, multinational um, character, right, where it can be found in many different places, but it also has this um, omnicompetence, meaning like wisdom pervades all sectors and areas of life. So he's talking about work and, and, and food and taking care of oneself. And essentially he's like, yo, get rich quick schemes, fam. Pyramid schemes. Like that's not the way to go, right? Like honest, diligent work is often slower, but it's more steady, right? And it's more sustainable and sustaining than any try to any any uh, uh effort to uh, scheme or finagle your way into uh some kind of fantasy or quick route to wealth and so what the lord is saying and what the book of proverbs is saying is that in order to live wisely we have to pay attention to the book of proverbs and we have to meditate on them like not like bubble yum but like hard candy god wants us to live wise lives undergirded by the fear of the lord and undergirded by the word let's pray father we ask for wisdom today as we continue to read your word i pray that we wouldn't leave here and gloss over the text but that the text will make its way into our hearts and therefore we